So if we find something that produces a great return, I, I'm going to investigate it. Um, I haven't done industrial um, or office office and hotel is is definitely struggling right now. But I mean, industrial has been as hot or hotter than multifamily the last five years. But I haven't dip my toes in that. But I think once you understand the fun, uh, fundamentals of underwriting and real estate, you can, you can get into different. What a year 2020 was. 2021 is here and I hope you're hitting the ground running. I know we are here at Dwelling. We've just got a deal on the contract. We're going to be closing on soon. For those that have joined us on that deal, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you are saying, what am I talking about? Then you need to take your investing game to the next level in this year. So make sure you join the Dwelling deal list, an exclusive deal list. Um, not only do you get access to our deals, quickly but you also get tips and tricks about you know how you can take your, your investing game to the next level this year so if you are not on the dwelling deal list click on the link in the show notes or just go to dwelling.com um, that's d-w-e-l-l-y-n-n.com or just go to investwithola.com and just sign up sign up sign up sign up Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got Sam Bates with us today. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ola. Thank you for having me on the show, and I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sam, obviously, you and I were in one of the multi-family masterminds here in Texas, so we obviously see each other every other Friday, I believe it is. Um, but just wanted to bring you on to share your story. So just kind of tell our listeners who you are, um, kind of what you've been up to and what you've been up to lately, actually. Yeah, um, I got into multifamily a little over a decade ago, um, 2009. Um, I was a finance undergrad, then I got an MS in personal financial planning and an MBA. I thought I was going to be a financial planner advisor. Um, I worked in a capacity as an investment analyst and loved it, but I was graduating during the time the market crashed and I couldn't trust the market and the, as you know, right now the stock market's going crazy and the fundamentals in it doesn't make sense of why stocks are going up and down. Um, and so after grad school, I started working at a consulting firm and I quickly realized that wasn't going to be my path for the next 30 or 40 years. And I focused on real estate and I was luckily at a TV repair place. And somebody mentioned a net, uh, mentorship slash I guess networking group in Dallas and joined it and it's been real estate ever since I, I worked a w2 job until to the end of 2017 um, but over that time I did I don't know 20 single family homes around that then I started a company with two partners where we focus on acquisitions and developments and then um, I closed on another acquisition with another partner um, last month. So right now I'm focusing on growing both the development and acquisition arm. Um, we've done a few other asset classes such as RV park, a lot development, retail development, but my passion is multifamily. Um, I, I know there's a need for it and I feel like you can make a huge impact not only with your investors, but the community and your tenants. And it just, I love being able to give back to 
all those people and impact their lives. And right now, like I said, we closed on 130 unit, 134 unit deal in Atlanta last month. And I'm under contract with my other two partners on a, uh, some land out in Stephenville, Texas, which will be doing uh, college student housing uh, development. So have a couple different options and excited to just keep moving forward. I was taking a bunch of notes um, as you were talking, a bunch of notes, um, a lot actually. So you've got about at least 11, well, I said, yeah, 11 years, right? You said you started in 2009, so that's a long time, right? Um, but you also mentioned something, right? You, you, you got a master's degree, I think you said in finance and you, you went to a consulting firm, you didn't like that. So first and foremost, do you, do you advise people to kind of have, an advanced degree, has that helped you so far in your career? I just think that's a random, well, curious question, actually. Um, that, that's actually a really good question. And I, I've debated that internally in my head for years now. Um, since I have a degree, I think it's been very beneficial. Um, if I didn't get it, would I be in the same place? I don't know. Um, but my family and my, specifically, my grandpa was always a big proponent of education, and he always wanted us to go to college. He always wanted us to get a master's degree. So I had that force pushing me, and I, I think it's been helpful, and it's got me into jobs that I probably wouldn't have got in if I just had an undergraduate degree. But And, and I know it's helped me out with analyzing deals and financial modeling, and especially early on, bringing credibility to people to say, hey, we can steward your money well, we can raise capital, we can develop a property, we can asset manage it. And that's all, I think it's a combination, that's all helped me. Um, but can somebody do it without an advanced degree? Definitely. Um, people are doing it every day. I mean, some people own multifamily that didn't graduate from college. So um, one of my partners, he actually, I mean, he's very successful. He builds two to 300 homes a year he doesn't have a college degree. So it's kind of the path you want to take. As long as you're pushing yourself and growing on a daily basis, you can achieve whatever you want to. Yeah. In, in the fascinating insight. I really like that. So you said you made the jump from, you know, kind of UW2 job to doing this. Um, you know, how did you go about doing that? I think that's really fascinating for a lot of people to just kind of learn how you know how that happened when did you make that decision and and why yeah um it was a long time coming honestly um i worked in consulting for five years and i worked in an energy company for five years and i was doing uh basically sales and use tax property tax fuel excise taxes and it was a good job. I was making six figures, but it just didn't excite me. I didn't enjoy going to work every day. And I probably could have left the W-2 job a lot earlier than I did. But um, I always had, I've always had like a fear or security issues and money has kind of provided that security for me. So I was like, okay, if I, if I don't succeed, and I was thinking irrationally, but I was like, if I don't succeed, I don't know what else I can do. Um, but over time, through reading a lot of self-development, um, talking with people, I realized it's now or never I needed to take that step. And um, I, I was at a place where I started early on with a company and I was 
after five years, I was the oldest corporate employee there in terms of tenure. Um, and we'd been bought out twice. I was reporting to a company in the Netherlands that I'd never spoke to. Um, so it was just time. <laughs> it was time to move on. Move on. Yeah, like when it gets to that point, you just know, like, yeah, I, I think I should, I think I should go now. Yeah, if it, it, it gets to that point. Yeah, the other thing you mentioned was you did a bit of, you know, different asset classes, right? You know, you kind of jumped a little bit, did acquisition development. So how are you able to, you know, asset flex that way? How, what has really helped you to do that? I think surrounding myself with good partners has been really beneficial in that. And also, I would say I'm asset class agnostic um, in terms of I want to provide investors the best opportunity I can. And for ourselves, I mean, we're investing alongside investors in every deal. So if we find something that produces a great return, I'm going to investigate it. Um, I haven't done industrial um, or office office and hotel is is definitely struggling right now but i mean industrial has been as hot or hotter than multifamily the last five years but i haven't dipped my toes in that but i think once you understand the fun, uh, fundamentals of underwriting and real estate you can you can get into different asset classes or you can leverage your knowledge or resources and talk to people that can help um, with, with that transition or if you're investing in say industrial versus multifamily so you know kind of in the past we did 20 single family deals that's a lot right uh, it's a lot of you know a lot of single families but then you mentioned that much family is your passion so you've done both you know what is kind of this big shift to multifamily? why did you make yeah. that big shift i i think it was always there but i started doing single family because I didn't have the capital built up, honestly. And when I first started doing single family, I was new to Dallas. I didn't really have any, and new to being just a working professional. So I didn't really have that built out network where I could go raise equity or capital. So I started single family and I did well. Um, I still have about eight houses, eight or nine houses and they do well, but it's very time intensive for the return you get. Um, it's hard to scale. I think it's hard to raise money. If you create a fund, it's a little different, but if you're raising money to do one or two houses, you more than likely aren't going to do it unless you're getting it from like a family or friend or something. So just that. And then when you buy multifamily, you're buying a business. Um, multifamily is based off cap rates where single family is based off sales and comps. And no matter how great or how much you increase the rent or the NOI, as you know, you aren't gonna increase the price if the comp down the street sells for X number. So I think there's just a lot of advantages that um, made me gravitate towards multifamily. And the more I invested in it, the more I learned about it, the more I just felt like it was a lot better option than single family. So you got this land um, in Stevensville, you're going to be putting a, you know, it's a student housing on it. Um, you also mentioned the 134 unit um, in ATL. So I think it's time for us to kind of zone in on, on a single deal, you know, as a case study that you, you know, you really like the deal. Um, so just kind of tell us, you know, break it down for us. How did you find the deal? Um, obviously, how did you fund the deal? You know, because syndication, just tell us the whole story about that deal. Just kind of give us a, an idea. And if you've gone full circle, I'm on a deal, you can tell us about that too. I'll be curious to hear that story. Um, 
Um, I'll mention the Atlanta deal because the Stephenville's in the very early works. We haven't even um, got a, the attorney to create a PPM or anything. But for the Atlanta deal, um, my partner, he already had an asset in the Atlanta area and he had a broker relationship. And we'd been looking at deals in Atlanta together for probably a year to two years. Um, so we looked at a lot of deals and one of the brokers sent sent him the deal supposedly is off market. I'm, I'm sure he sent it to a few other groups to <laughs> groups to see if they were interested. And um, it, it's a older vintage. It's 1972. It's actually the oldest property I've ever owned. M most of my properties are 2000s or newer. Um, but the owner was an out state owner. They had a property management company that they during due diligence we quickly realized they weren't optimizing rents they weren't really the maintenance staff they were just coasting and kind of had a job and they weren't getting pushed so they really hadn't turned many units if any um there was there's some deferred maintenance that needed to be addressed and we felt like going in we're going at a really good basis um and then we can go in push rents um we feel like we can conservatively push rents 80 to 90 dollars um and now that we've started the renovation program we think we can go a lot higher than that um but it was a syndication um we we raised capital from just our investor network um and we structured it we were going to go agency debt um but with covid and the delinquency issues like we we're quoted one um, term sheet. And then after we got kind of digging into the financials and went under contract, we realized that the seller, I won't say they lied, but they weren't completely transparent with collection issues. And they had a lot more delinquencies than what the T12 showed. So our proceeds dropped significantly. So we altered the altered it to a bridge loan. Um, and then we'll probably after the renovation, we'll refile the bridge loan and either so obviously if we refi will hold long term or we might sell at that point. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, that's interesting. So so with with those kinds of situations, you just have to have that, I guess, you know, ability to like pivot, right? You know, you've you've got this one thing and you thought you were gonna go urgency because usually you get a lower rate. But then last minute you realize the the seller wasn't telling. I like the way you put it. <laughs> I'm telling all the truth, you know, they're lying basically. <laughs> and yeah. then you had to pay for it. Yeah, it's all accounting practices. They were doing a different way than most sellers do. So, um, uh, yeah, I won't say they were cooking the books, but there's definitely some stuff that wasn't completely transparent when we went into the deal. Yeah, but it starts to kind of, you know, you 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 see those things in DD, right? There's it's just it's hard to miss, right? So, yeah, um, you know, we're definitely definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? Yes, I am. All right. First question: What makes you Sam unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? That's a good question. I think maybe from just a holistic holistic standpoint of how I view my life. Um, like I was saying earlier, um, I, I do have some 
I, I focus on education and I continue to self-develop every day I read. Um, I work, I think, harder than most people. And I'm, I have the tenacity that will get me through different times and hard times. Like every single real estate deal I've ever done has never went 100% to business plan. So um, you, you just have to pivot. Like you were saying, you have to strategically think. And I think I have a good, um, j just my skill set is able to change and adapt when things happen and stay calm and cool and make adjustments as needed. Makes sense. Makes sense. Second question. You said you read a lot. So what's the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked up from the book? Um, I'm currently reading, it's called Michael Hyatt's um, Your World Class Assistant. And there's a lot of things. I, I feel like I'm CEO all the way down to janitor. And there's, I, I do everything almost. And I'm trying to outsource a lot of it. And I think the biggest takeaway is even though it's you can do it you can outsource it to somebody else that will do it a lot better or they'll do it almost as good as you and then you can focus on higher value add activities and i've known that for a long time but it's just a good um thing to read and to get reiterated into your brain final question you're working hard you're busy you've got you know your deals going what do you do for fun um I, I love being outside. Um, if I lived in Denver or Salt Lake or something, I'd probably ski every day. Um, <laughs> that, that's one of my passions, but just being outside and being out in nature, I think being out in green space um, and exercising helps you. It helps me clear my mind and kind of recenter and be able to go forward. And when you have that energy, it helps you get up for all the daily battles and beatings that you're gonna take. <laughs> Daily battles and meaning. I totally can relate. <laughs> if there's somebody listening, um, I'm going to connect with you, Sam. What's the best place people can reach out and get to know you more? Yeah, you can reach out through social media um, or you can call me at 972-855-7654 or my email address is sam at trinitycapitaltexas.com. Sam, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you, Ola. It was good to, good to talk to you and hopefully I provided some value to your listeners. Sure you have. Thanks. Thank you. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.